right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again. I'm talking everything Buffalo Bills, NFL draft right around the corner. You know, that's like my favorite time of the year because the Buffalo Bills will get set to pick. Currently sitting with the 25th pick in the first round on Thursday night. You know, with so many scenarios that you can go through, right? I feel like many people, you get to this point coming up to the draft. And, you know, when you pick at 25, right, it's not like you're going to have a a real idea on who is going to be there. So many different factors this year, so much uncertainty with the quarterback class. Uh, it's not like, you know, when you, you in 2018, right, where you're focused on drafting a quarterback and you, you really have some finite options that you're looking at and considering. Or in 2019, when you're picking at number nine and Right. I mean, there's probably about just nine or 10 prospects that you really need to wrap your head around as a possibility. Then you look to these last few years, you know, even even last year's draft. Right. So much of the conversation, I think, had focused around defensive end and edge rusher, at least for myself. Right. You talked about different guys that were out there. Quiddy Pay, Boye Mafe, not Boye Mafe, sorry. Pay Gregory Rousseau. I'm obviously looking at Boye Mafe's name on my screen right now. But, you, you know, you you go through and you think to, to those prospects from the past and the Bills ending up going with an edge rusher, right? So with all of that, now you come to this year, you look at the team roster. It's like, as I talked about with you last week, I'm, I'm trying not to peg myself in too much to a, a cornerback or a defensive back at pick 25. But really where I've kind of settled on is like these three different scenarios that can play out for the Bills. And I'll be curious to get what your take is. When I put the article at buffalorumblings.com, we'll include a poll on there. Because I'll just be curious to see what the fans really think. And for me, again, there's, there's three scenarios that I can see playing out, I guess, in my head. I mean, there's a million different scenarios, right, that can take place. But I guess as I go through these things and thinking like, okay, I'd be good with with each of these. I mean, let's be honest. Whatever the team does, I'm I'm probably going to be good with, right? Like, <laughs> outside of drafting a quarterback in the first round. But the three scenarios that I keep coming back to, and I figured I would be worth sharing with you guys today. So, really, the first one is where the Bills stay at pick twenty five. And I do find in a way when they stay at pick 25, I keep coming back to one name each and every time based who is available on the board that makes sense, that provides the greatest value while also filling a bit of the need for the team. And that player is Daxton Hill, the defensive back from Michigan. Now, I realize if you go on sites, you'll see him listed as a safety. Listen, I'm not considering him just a safety in this scenario, right? I think it's not getting into uh, any sort of, uh, you know, I expect Jordan Poyer to to remain with the Buffalo Bills this season. I would not be surprised if there's an extension that works out at some point, any and all of those pieces. But when I talk about someone like Daxton Hill, I'm going to refer to him as a defensive back. And this is really much of the analysis that comes from Joe Marino, who you know that, you know, we've, we've heard multiple Times talk about Hill on his show, Locked on Bills. We've also heard guys like Mal Mal Kuyper and other national pundits as well discuss him as a prospect and what he could bring to the team. 
And I think when you talk about someone regarded as highly as Hill, that has the flexibility that he does, right? He's almost a bit of a positionless defender. And not in the way that we used to talk about Kyle Duggar or Jeremy Chin in the past, but more along the lines of like, listen, this is a guy that can play safety. He can play outside corner and he can play in the slot. And I think when you look at someone and you can say like, okay, if Tredavious White isn't back in time, you've got someone that can play that other corner spot. If Dane Jackson starts to falter just a little bit, someone that can be that CB2 opposite of Tredavious White. Heaven forbid something happens with Teron Johnson and he gets injured, you've got something there. And yes, you know, with Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, let's just say even being at their age, right? At some point that there will be a drop-off, both of them being over the age of 30, they will not be a Buffalo Bill forever. Having someone like Daxton Hill can step in and play safety. So you go with all of these pieces and right sometimes it's just a little bit that like hey are you a uh, you know a jack of all trades master of none I don't think that's really the scenario here when you talk about Hill and granted where you know you can talk about other guys listen maybe if an Andrew Booth Jr is there is that someone that you know the Bills should draft I know many fans are are high on him the injuries freak me out a little bit right so when you go to this and not just saying someone that is a straight corner and what he's been going through. But along these lines, Daxton Hill, I truly believe, is the best player available that you see in many scenarios when it comes through these different simulators. Again, he could be gone before 25. We have no idea. But for me, if the Bills are staying at 25, again, barring like someone ridiculous dropping to them at pick 25, right? Like a Sauce Gardner drops to 25. Okay, that's a little different scenario. We all know that's not happening. So I, I just say all of that. I think if, you know, as I go through enough of these simulations, as you go through enough mock drafts, it does look like Daxton Hill is a guy that very well could be available there at 25. And the flexibility that he has where he can, in essence, play four or five different positions for the Bills. Yeah, maybe it won't give him the opportunity to be that impact starter in year one that you might look for sometimes in a first round pick. But when you talk about the five years of a rookie contract, I'm certainly on board with that. So that's my first scenario, right? The stay put scenario, the Bills at number 25, they draft Axon Hill. Again, I think they give you a bit of that chess piece on defense that can do a lot of different things uh, and certainly a pick that would make me happy. The second scenario is the trade up scenario, right? And I don't want to go through this. Yes, sometimes I will go through. Uh, and you have a player fall to you in one of these simulators and you think to yourself, oh, this is fantastic. In this situation, I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that the player falls to the Bills at 25, and that's Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama. Um, you know, we've heard Brandon Bean make comments about a Tyreek Hill-type player in the past. And no, I'm not saying Jamison Williams will turn out to be Tyreek Hill, but he has that type of speed. He has that type of ability. He is the top wide receiver in this class for everything that I look at. And if you are going to look at it and say, listen, here is a guy that literally can make this offense unstoppable. I don't care if he's going to miss the first four or five games, right? Let's talk about the other 70 that he's going to play as part of his rookie contract. I'm okay with that. But for the Bills to get him, they are going to need to trade up. They are going to need to trade up from 25 to get someone like Jamison Williams. 
And at least from everything I see, they're going to have to get to around pick 15. At least according to the Vegas odds, his over-under is 15 and a half, right? So if the over-under from Vegas is 15 and a half, and you know Vegas always knows, um, you're going to have to get somewhere into that range, right? So let's say you're getting to pick 15 with the Philadelphia Eagles and moving up 10 spots. So what is that going to cost the Bills to be able to make a move like that? And you can look at the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. You can look at the Rich Hill model. They're both pretty consistent with what it would take Buffalo to get up that high to pick 15. So if you were to do it this year's with just this year's picks, right, the Bills would pretty much have to give up 25 and 57 to move all the way up. For me, I'd rather see, I think, the Bills give up 25 and 89, their third-round pick, and maybe a future third to make that happen. But again, I've got to be realistic here. If they look at Jamison Williams as the best wide receiver, is that piece that just, again, can make the offense unstoppable, um, you know, have to be prepared that they would package 25 and 57 to move up. Or like I said, maybe even 25, 89, and maybe a future second to make that happen. So some combination, right? Just think of that of like, I don't know, maybe a, a couple of day two picks, not a future first round pick to, to move up 10 spots. That's too rich for my blood. And again, you're not moving up for a quarterback. That's certainly not the case here. So that's my second scenario, the trade up. And really for me, when I talk about the trade up, I'm talking about Jamison Williams. And I'm not really talking about anyone else. Um, maybe if Derek Stingley or Sauce Gardner started to fall, but from all reports, I think those guys most be, <laughs> might both be gone in like the first seven picks of the draft. And again, for the Bills to move up that far, we're talking about next year's first additional second-day picks, and I just don't see them doing that for a cornerback based on moves that they've made in the past. So really for me, if the Bills are trading up, it is for one player, and it's Jamison Williams. Now, listen, if he drops to like 20, the only thing it's going to cost you to move up in that situation, right? Get ahead of the Patriots, get ahead of the Packers teams that we know are probably looking for wide receivers. That probably just costs you pick 89 at this point. I think that's kind of a no-brainer for folks, but I want to be a little bit more realistic here. That over-under set at 15 and a half. Let's make sure that you get under that number then, and let's, uh, let's make that trade. So again, that would likely cost pick 25, pick 57, or if you did 25 and 89 in a future day two pick, which who knows, you know, if the the Eagles are looking to stockpile picks for next year, if they're not sure with quarterback, that might be appealing to them too. Now, my third scenario plays out, and this has the Bills trading down. And this is one of those where I do not think the Detroit Lions are going to pick a quarterback with the second pick. I do think as some guys fall towards the later half of the first round, they are going to be in a position where they might look to leapfrog a team like the Tennessee Titans that have certainly been been working to uh, evaluate all the quarterbacks with their general manager, with their head coach, you know, Ryan Tannehill probably coming closer to the end of the road. They could be looking to get someone at 26. Or, of course, you could have teams looking to get back into the first round to draft a quarterback, maybe the Seattle Seahawks or the Atlanta Falcons, or we know the Carolina Panthers don't have any additional picks, but one of those other teams, right, looking to get in 
get that quarterback in the first round so they can have them in the fifth year with that fifth year option. The player, the team I keep coming back to, though, like I said, the Detroit Lions with their 32nd pick. Now, they also have the 34th pick, but for the sake of this example, let's just use pick 32. Keeps the Bills in the first round. Bills fans aren't complaining that they stayed up all this time to to watch the team trade out of the first round, but it could really happen with pick 32 or 34. But for the sake of this, we're going to say pick 32. That the Lions package a third-round pick, number 97, that they have those two picks to move up seven slots to pick 25. Now in this scenario, and probably this scenario alone, is the one where I would say, hey, if the Bills are going to draft Brees Hall, the draft down scenario is what makes sense. Maybe they do it at pick 25. I know there's been a lot of conversation around that and buzz from guys like Daniel Jeremiah and Peter Schrager, Joe Biscaglia as well. Um, But in this scenario, right, talk about that trade back. So the Bills pick up an extra top 100 pick, gives them some additional ammo, right? That maybe there's a cornerback that 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 slips to the second round or they want to package one of their two third round picks and pick 57 to move up to really target a guy that, that they want to get. Gives them some additional pieces. But in this scenario, right, like if you are going to draft a running back and you can trade back and do it, that's my third scenario, right? So the Bills go from 25 to 32. Add pick 97 and take Brees Hall at pick 32. So again, I'd really be curious to find out what you think about these three different scenarios. The first one, the Bills stay at pick 25 and they take Daxton Hill, the versatile defensive back, out of Michigan. The second scenario, they trade up. Let's say just for the sake of the poll, pick 25, pick 57 to move up to 15 to get Jamison Williams or that third option, the trade down. They pick up an additional day two pick, pick 97, granted towards the end of the third round, along with pick 32 in exchange for the 25th pick in the first round to draft Brees Hall. So three different scenarios you can consider. I'm sure we'll have a little fun discussing this. Make sure you hit me in the comments at buffalorumblings.com. Find me on Twitter at Anthem Marino. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. And as always, go Bills.